You are listening to Your Money Story. I am Dawn Thomas, a mother of three, financial advisor by day, and a PhD candidate researching superannuation engagement. Your Money Story is about celebrating your journey, including you in the money conversation, empowering you to take control of your finances, and equalizing your position wherever you are. Let's change how the story ends. The information discussed in this podcast does not take into account your personal, financial, objectives and situation. Before acting on any information discussed here, you should consider its appropriateness having regard to your objectives, needs and financial situation. This episode, we hear about one organisation who is helping women get a new start to their lives. At Dress for Success, Women are not only dressed to help them with job interviews, but they're also mentored and guided around the recruitment process. The women that are helped come from various backgrounds, often rebuilding from difficult circumstances, such as fleeing domestic violent relationships or being released from prison. Dress for Success is a global not-for-profit organisation that empowers women to achieve economic independence. Since starting operations in 1997, Dress for Success has expanded to almost 150 cities in 25 countries and has helped more than 1.2 million women work towards self-sufficiency. This episode, I speak to Anne Donaldson from Dress for Success Perth. Anne shares how Dress for Success Perth use a customised approach to help women believe in themselves again and how the team feel about helping women claim the uniqueness and talent they may have forgotten they possess. Welcome to the show, Anne. Thank you. Could you just tell our listeners who Dress for Success Perth is as an organisation? So Dress for Success started in 2016 here in Perth. Let me take you back one step. Mm -hmm. Dress for Success actually started in 1997 in um, Harlem in New York. So a woman by the name of Nancy Lubin um, was bequeathed some money by her grandfather who had died and she was a lawyer and realised at the time that she didn't need that money. But what concerned her were the number of women, and you've got to remember it was 1997, Mm -hmm. the number of women who were unable to get into the workforce. And she felt that this was partly due because they didn't have the opportunity to do the styling and, and get the appropriate clothing to go to interviews. So out of her garage and the boot of a car, she started what's now known as Dress for Success. And the, the, the amazing thing is that it's now in over 152 cities across mm. the USA and over 20 countries across the world. And it's in five places across, across, um, across Australia. Mm. So in 2016, um, there was an organisation that had been running called Ready for Work. And it's then morphed in or moved into Dress for Success Perth. And it started in a very small building in West Perth and it now sits in two buildings. It's in Hay Street in Subiaco and in Hay Hay Street in West Perth. So there's like a warehouse. Both are um, Pepcorn rental properties that we've been able to acquire. So Dress for Success Perth was set up to support women to feel empowered to get back into the workforce and to retain their employment. So we initially started um, 
with Dress for Success Perth as a styling and mentoring program. Mm -hmm. And a group of volunteers were recruited to do that work. And it was just amazing the number of women who came to us. It was very hard because financially it's always hard to maintain a not-for-profit organisation. What the volunteers came to understand is that the styling and mentoring wasn't sufficient. So we now have career planning workshops as well, and a number of women come to those workshops. So we do financial planning as one of those. Mm -hmm. We actually do work around resilience. We do workshops around preparing for interviews, preparing your CVs. We get wonderful support from some of the big uh, recruitment companies in Perth who allow us to have one of their experts to come in to help the women to develop up their resumes and then we have a mentor who sits with that woman to help her to design her own resume. Uh, We have somebody who comes in to uh, show women how to uh, use LinkedIn to their advantage and we have somebody who does mindfulness training so and we're trying to look at even broadening those workshops further so the styling works really well the mentoring works really well um, and then the workshop what that's about is actually building the resilience within the women to to understand their uniqueness Mm. um, so that they feel empowered to obtain and retain employment and to understand the importance of that in maintaining their own financial security. You know, that that is a lot more than what you might infer from dress for success as a name, you know, because it's figuratively as well. It's it's like it's it's about more than just that aesthetic. It's the fact that it's you being ready for that career and rebuilding. Um, and I really like how that was actually investigated in terms of that whole experience of being able to help somebody out, not just is the coaching, the mentoring, like you said, the mindfulness. Um, Because really, as we all know, in in our working life, you need a lot of skills to be able to help you flourish in the workplace. You've had extensive experience in leadership. That journey that you've had um, has led you to volunteer with Dress for Success Perth. Let's go back a little step before that. I grew up in a fairly large family. I had four brothers and it took another 15 years for my sister to arrive. And uh, so I I was very fortunate, but it was not a family where there was a a lot of resources. It was a tight. In those days, it was not, there was not a lot of resource around. So, and, but I grew up in a very loving, caring family and my parents were very encouraging for me to actually continue my career and to grow into my uniqueness. They also were very clear about the importance of my personal independence and my financial security. Mm -hmm. So I was encouraged to go to university. I was lucky I got scholarships in those days. And it was at the cutting edge of when women's rights were sort of being recognised a lot more within the workforce. So that was interesting. Um, I I was given, I obtained a scholarship to do social work. So I started, I got a degree in social work and started my career in a community-based social work. Uh, Really loved that and it was fantastic. 
Then I had a, I went away for a couple of years to Papua New Guinea to volunteer, and came and it was at that time I'd always really been interested in health and I had mm. been accepted to do nursing, but when the scholarship came along. I just decided to do that. So it was a wonderful opportunity. And when I was up in Papua New Guinea, I was given the opportunity to work within the health system, which I did do. So when I came back to Perth, I went into the health system to work in social work, mm -hmm. but realised that I wanted to get into management. So I did further studies and um, in, man in business and then in management and was offered a scholarship with the government to do leadership training and from there moved into um, a, quite a variety of jobs where mm. I walked, worked across WA um, in a consultancy fashion, uh, did policy work and also ran health services. And during that time, I went. A lot of change was happening, and it, it's it's constantly happening these days. So I had to face redundancy. I had to face mm. a lot of change. I had to face challenges that um, I, you know, I had to work out how to to deal with those challenges at that time. Mm. And I, what I realised was that you needed to really draw on your own strength. You needed to understand what your unique qualities were and you needed to make sure that you had a support network around you, which I did have, and I was really blessed in that respect. So when I decided that I didn't want to continue to work full-time because I've got, um, I've got family that I want to connect to and I've got two beautiful grandchildren that I want to spend more time with, um, I went into board positions um, and now sit on a couple of boards and committees. Mm. And at the time, I also realised that I wanted to do some other type of work within the community and was very fortunate to find Dress for Success Perth. It was just starting at the time. So when I moved in, it was only doing the styling and mentoring. And it's grown from there. And I have... I have really benefited from working. There's a great benefit in volunteering. Mm. Uh, it's a really, it, it's it's a very uplifting experience and you realise just how important it is. And Dress for Success Perth uh, has a wonderful group of volunteers, all unique in their own way. And that network of volunteers, as well as the women who come through the service, is, it's just enriching. It's just enriching. It's a wonderful experience. Before we started the interview, you were explaining to me what you get out of it personally from being able to help. And you had this, you've mentioned a few times about uniqueness. You said helping someone grow into their uniqueness. You know, I I really am so taken by that phrasing because that's true. We all are who we are. Can you let us in on what you've seen in terms of how some women have rebuilt through this process? Let me just start by saying what's really important to understand and is that we live in a world of unique individuals. Mm. So and one of part of that uniqueness is actually about the wealth of of messages that we receive from our own from our experiences and from the feedback that we receive from people from a very early stage in our life. And those messages build a sense of who we are and what we're capable of. And sometimes those messages can give us a negative perception of who we are 
or a positive perception. And what's really important is to understand whether it's the negative or the positive message that's running in through you um, and, and sending you into a, a position of self-sabotage or helping you to understand that you can grow into your uniqueness and you, your, you, the capabilities you have. Mm. And the, the other element is that we all are part of a, a community and we need to understand those people who are supporting us in understanding our uniqueness. So when women come to us for Dress of Success, and I think of one woman who came in who was at the time in a really distressed state. She had been through domestic violence, had been unwell as as well. She'd had a serious illness um, and she had lost the sense of her uniqueness. She uh, was just really in a very low space. So it took a couple of sessions. We did some styling, but really what was really important for this person was to be able to sit and just talk. And so through two or three sessions, and now we don't do counselling, we just do mentoring. So my task is to listen. And the art of listening is to hear what a person's saying to you. Mm -hmm. But to to be able to filter some of that so that you can feed back what is the positive elements more than the negative elements. And to be able to celebrate what that person has achieved um, and to then sort of start to rebuild and sort of look at a future that is not a self-sabotage future but one that where there is possibility to achieve what you want to achieve. And this woman, she was remarkable. And, look, at times I cried with her because it, it was just such a difficult space that she was in. But I take... I'm in awe of the way that she actually was able to lift herself back up and to move forward. Mm. And I was reflecting the other day on a couple of things that she said to me. Um, She was able to rebuild her life before this crisis had arisen. She had run her own businesses. She had been in, you know, positions of responsibility. So things had, you know, sort of spiralled in a negative way for her. But she said to me, she actually built the confidence to move forward again. But in in addition to that, she said, you know, Anne, something's happened. She said, people are coming back into my life. Mm. And I said, oh, that's fantastic. What do you think is happening? She said, I'm sending out a positive message. I'm not sending out a negative message and pushing people away anymore. And she said, it's wonderful. She said, I feel I can celebrate again and really look forward to what's going to happen for me as I go for as I go into my step into life again. Um, and she said, I know I can trust myself to move forward. And I think that's a really important, it's, it was just wonderful to see that happen. And she did it herself. Mm. All we do is walk alongside of that woman um, or alongside of women, uh, but she did it herself. It was her strength within her. She rediscovered her strength. Really what you're describing to me is it sounds really so powerful and I think even the words you're using about them losing their uniqueness, you know, and then you, the organisation just helping guide someone back to finding themselves and walking alongside them as well. Beautiful imagery, especially knowing that some of the women that seek your assistance come from very difficult circumstances. You've mentioned domestic violence in, yeah. in that circumstance. Well, we also see women from the prison system. Mm. And um, 
some of those women have had difficult situations and they've been through a difficult time. But they're keen to actually rebuild their life and move back into the community. And at Dress for Success Perth, if we can provide that opportunity and help to create sort of that that stability to move forward, it's a wonderful thing. Mm. And I've seen women come through from the prison system who have gone back into the workforce and had wonderful employers who have uh, really valued them as individuals and understood their uniqueness and have said, you know, I want to give you an opportunity to move forward. And so, you know, that's for those women, that's so, so important because things have not gone well for them mm. for whatever reason. It's And it's what's really important is not to judge in these situations, but to understand that you've got, you're working with somebody who's really keen to re-establish themselves and, and to grow into their potential within the community. Wanting to be a part of the community, helping them get back to the community, but also having a community really embrace them, support them and lift them. And, and that's come through from a number of my interviews with women um, on this podcast is that they said they need their tribe, they need their com- community. And when they're without one, it can really feel really isolating. You know, what's the transformation you see from someone feeling lost, like you said, they've lost their uniqueness to the point where returning to community? When women come to us, the the key values that we have are kindness, respect, empathy Mm -hmm. and generosity. So we have to be very careful when a woman comes into our, our environment. We actually seek her permission in many different ways. So some women um, may not like to be touched. And when you're doing the styling, you, you are in close proximity with somebody, yes. uh, with one of those, with the women. And so it's really important to seek permission and to understand where the boundaries are and not and to listen very carefully so that you can pick up cues so we have women of all different we have different age groups we have uh, different cultural backgrounds um, we have uh, the women from the prison system we've got the lgbtqi plus mm. community that comes to us so and we have people with physical and mental illness that come to us as well so we really need to be mindful of the of that that person's position when they come to us and 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 what's important to them so mm-hmm. it's a matter of asking questions and inquiring and and being supportive and even just during that styling period the transformation that can take place when a woman has the opportunity to experience being cared for in a in a unique and uh, very trustworthy way to find the clothes that suit and make her look her best is just transformational and so that's a beginning point and then with the the makeup and self-care going through that and so that personalize it it's it's like pampering. I, it's, I can't think of another word at this point in time, but it's it's that sense that uh, you're being cared for and it is about making sure that that woman feels very special on that mm. occasion. And then the same thing happens when the women come into the workshops. Um, there is confidentiality in those workshops and, they, and the, the women, you know, sort of 
trust one another as well, and that's one of the things they agree to. There are some ground rules so that they can share openly. And they build relationships within those workshops as well. So it's, it's a really important thing. So what you see is from the beginning somebody who may have lost that sense mm. of self-belief, that sense of their uniqueness and who they are, to one where it very quickly opens up to somebody who feels proud, who knows that they've got the capability um, and who feels respected mm-hmm. So, and, and, who, and can actually then with confidence step into the opportunity to find employment. And so that's what it's about. It's building that confidence and that sense of belief in yourself and and. And the certainty, it's not about hesitation, it's about um, doing it in a way that is sort of true to yourself, but having that certainty that each day is going to be different for you, but you can Mm. step into it and you can move forward in your life. You know, so before they're able to feel that sense of worthiness of caring for themselves, they're getting that care actually showered upon them you know, by yep. people in the community till they believe they're worthy of, of that care. When we talked a lot about women, you forget about even self-care, so even forget about more challenging situations they come from. What are some of the things culturally that you need to amend in that process of helping someone with a, a career development or that belief system? We get a lot of referrals from the job actors. Mm. They're the organisations that are funded by the Commonwealth to support people to find employment. And hopefully, in most instances, they will send us a little bit of information so that we can be prepared. But when somebody comes in, we will sit down and do and briefly have a discussion to find out what is appropriate. So for some women, uh, not having bright colours is really important. The length of dresses that you have, um, having headgear, you know, there's a whole different set of, you know, sort of expectations. And then so we actually then need to make sure we source enough clothing that can accommodate mm. that that group. Then you, you've got different age groups that you need to, so you, there's different styles depending on your age. But there's also women who come from communities where, Bright colours are really important and um, you need to, and I've seen some fantastic (laughs) examples of that. It's just beautiful to see. But we also have situations that we need to be very mindful of where uh, couples, when you have somebody coming in, you need to be mindful that um, they're fearful that their partner may not be approving. Okay. of their clothing and it, it, it's, it can be intimidating for partners so we, at times we need to be very mindful of that and understand the boundaries but having said that I was recently in Kalgoorlie and um, a, a couple an Aboriginal couple came in and uh, it's unusual for the, the man to come but anyway I sat down with him to have a cup of coffee because uh, I said look you can't go into that change area of space because, but sit down with me and have a cup of coffee and it was I had a wonderful conversation with him and uh, he was they had moved into this regional area because they wanted a new start mm-hmm. and he was very keen he the 
the two of them have 11 grandchildren. So he was very keen that he would provide some really good leadership for his young, these young children growing up in terms of he had just got himself a job. So having moved into that area, he'd got a job and he was feeling really proud about that and it was wonderful to see. And we, I wasn't sure, but, he, you know, his partner was very keen for him to see her clothing. Now, she looked fabulous, but he was wonderful. He actually said, you look fantastic. In fact, he said to her, you look delicious. She was so <laughs> thrilled about this. And it was just wonderful to be able to work with her um, and to have her partner there saying, yes, I, I love what's happening. Now let's go. And you, you're, she was going for a job interview and we and she was successful. So we were really thrilled about that as well. So it's so that's an example of, you know, sort of partners working together. But sometimes that's not always the case. Mm. And you just need to be mindful of that so that you can support a couple to enable the woman to move forward. Does, wow. I, I, you know, when I listen to what you're telling me, I just think the amount of skills that the volunteers have within Dress for Success in being able to deal with so many different kinds of people with different backgrounds, uh, that's phenomenal because even in the diversity and inclusion space in corporations, there is so much lacking in how people celebrate uniqueness. How does Dress for Success Perth do that? How 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 are the people involved in the process able to just, you know, really implement that sense of uniqueness at every stage and be sensitive to the journey of the person in front of them? We've got some wonderful volunteers and um, I love working with the volunteers because I learn so much. Each volunteer mm. is quite unique themselves. They actually bring a whole range of different talents. So we've got stylists, we've got social workers, we've got um, people who have been in business so it and it's we do do training so it's really important that that induction mm. is one of understanding what our role is and our role is not to sort of uh, counsel or make things better it's about walking with that that woman when she yes. comes into the organization and what what i see is that each volunteer listens very carefully. So the art of listening is mm -hmm. really important. So that from the moment that um, our client moves through the front door, there is that sense of welcome, that sense of respect, that sense of kindness mm -hmm. and that listening, which is the empathy. And it's a really important thing. And then the generosity the women, the volunteers um, are very generous in the way that they work with each woman and they want to make, they want this experience to be special for her mm. so that it actually revolves around her as, an, as, a, as a person. And I think that's what, it, it's by focusing on the person and trying to understand what's important for the person that it, that's how you can deal with that uniqueness. And in some instances too, um, some of the, uh, look, I remember working with a young woman who came in. She came in with her carer, a, a professional carer, and she wasn't well at the time. She was quite unwell. So she wasn't quite ready to move back into the workforce. But, you know, with a few steps, she would be ready. And she came in and she was in a tracksuit and um, I had to help her style to get the clothing and then do some mentoring. Well, it was a real task. Um, 
I I could get her to put a jacket on, but could I get her to put the the skirt on? No. Um, <laughs> so so I I sort of sat with her for a little while and I realised that it was a challenge. She was It was just a major exercise for her to do this. So with a little bit of time, and, you know, you don't have a lot of time, we sat and chatted and I said, well, look, I think you need to understand whether this outfit's going to fit you and because I would really love for you to be able to take it away. Eventually she had the courage to to actually try the whole outfit on um, and with a new pair of shoes. She looked fantastic and the light came into her eyes. So all of a sudden she realised what her potential was. And so I said, just hang on, I'll find a scarf to go with that outfit. And she looked like an air hostess. You know, she looked just beautiful. And she came out of herself for the, and the carer was just amazed. For the first time she came out of herself. She wouldn't take the suit off then. So we put the tracksuit in a bag and then we found some more outfits. And, uh, but when I sat down to talk with her, uh, with, them, with her carer, she actually opened up in a different way and she knew what it was that she wanted to do, but she needed to prepare for that because um, it was going to take a little bit of effort for her and a little bit of planning, but she'd made the first step. And that was what was, it was just heartwarming to see that she had taken that first step. Mm. She she found the courage within her um, and it may be hard for people to understand that, but at times we all hit rock bottom and when, you know, it takes time to sort of step out of being rock bottom into those, the rungs up the ladder. It could be any of us as well in that position and that, that kindness and respect goes a long way for someone who hasn't quite discovered their light yet or have acknowledged all the great things they're going to do moving forward. Um, and that's why like, I just hearing your stories, I, I think about what that's giving someone when they have a whole group just championing them. Like you say, walk alongside, but really it's the sense of like, even visually when you talk and I, I feel like it's a lifting, it's such a lift, it's getting someone out of a dark place and, and isolation and knowing that they've actually got a team cheering for them to move forward. It's true. But if you can understand, if you think about that team, that team is getting energy from, it's a reciprocal thing. So the energy is moving both ways. Um, just when I was doing the regional visit, um, I didn't do the, the styling, but um, a woman came to me after she'd finished the styling and uh, she was in a really difficult space. Um, she had gone for a job interview and she had been the, a top candidate but was told that she was not attractive enough for the oh. job. So it had, it had completely demoralised her yeah. and uh, she was, you know, it was just a really stressful situation. Mm. So, but you know, the interesting thing, she, she was a beautiful woman, and mm. she was, and her personality just came out in so many different ways. And I don't quite know what went on. Um, and it was a woman who said this to her, which mm. was uh, also sort of a bit demoralised. Yes, very demoralised. Um, but with talking with her for a period of time and, and just stepping into what her talent was. Um, what had happened, you know, where she was in her life. She was in a very strong family situation. She had beautiful children uh, and she was really keen to get back into the workforce and she wanted to do that 
also for her children's sake. She wanted to, to demonstrate to them the importance of that financial security. Um, and so we talked around that. But, you know, in the end, we had a, we were doing a little video and a documentary. She actually spoke, to, she said, I can't do any of that. Can't do. And then she got the courage to speak on that documentary. So I thought, oh, my goodness, what, how, what a, oh, you're fantastic, I thought to myself. <laughs> you found this. You've actually dug deep and pulled yourself up and said, I can do this. And yes. uh, so it was just wonderful to see that. I was thinking, oh, go. Yes. <laughs> I, I honestly feel the energy when you say that, you know, even the volunteers, the energy bounces back, that positivity. Like, and I'm feeling it from you. Like, it's coming through. We're not, listeners, we're not sitting next to each other. But it's coming through when you talk about your work um, that is actually giving me so much joy in my heart, you know, in terms of, of when you're talking about these journeys um, as a financial advisor. You know, I know the statistics around women and homelessness feel being upset and angry about that is, is a bit of a useless emotion because um, is, that's the reality. I think when we're trying to channel it, we want to channel it into something that's going to mean something to someone by changing outcomes. Really, that's what Dress for Success Perth is doing is is helping change outcomes for people, how they feel about themselves, uh, you know, how they contribute to society. Because we were at a Dental Hygienist Association function, um, you brought up the fact that sometimes even going to the dentist can be a really daunting experience for some of these women just because of if they've had any physical altercations before, it can be very stressful. Well, if you think about it, if you've been... Um physically abused, particularly around the face, or you've mm. had someone sort of put their, try to strangle you, uh, you can build up an aversion to somebody being close to you. And that's why we're very careful when somebody comes in to see us because we don't know the circumstances for that for that woman. So we're very careful to actually understand that. But in talking with the women, and we Healing Smiles is an organisation, a dental group of dentists who support uh, women who've been through domestic violence. They have a long waiting list, but they do take women in, and particularly where their teeth is, their teeth have been very badly damaged. And um, one of the things that we discovered is that women often don't like to go to a dentist because of that very issue. And it's and I then did some work to find out a little bit more about it and found out, yes, it's a common it's a common issue. It's not something, and it's been written about by dentists. And there are some dentists who work very carefully with women or anybody who's been through that experience, because it could be anybody, um, to help them to become more relaxed and be able to use the services mm. of a dentist because it's so important for your health and your sense of well-being because you know, your mouth and your face um, and your teeth are really important when it comes to your sense of well-being. With your knowledge and experience, I mean, what are the three tips that our listeners can take away for their career development or if they're stepping into a new position or seeking one? What tips can you give them? It's a good question. <laughs> so it's actually understanding your uniqueness and what your talents are and what your knowledge base is and what you're passionate about, really important. Mm -hmm. If you're going for a job, 
it's really important to prepare. So you need to understand the organisations that you're applying to. Mm. The number of organisations that tell me that people just throw a CV in but they have no sense of who that organisation is um, is demoralising for the organisation and those those persons are not considered. So making sure you do your homework on the organisation, knowing it's the right fit for you, um, making sure that you prepare yourself and prepare yourself well and feel um, and so you put in a good application in the first instance to get your foot in the door. Mm. But if your foot is in the door and you get accepted, then planning for the interview. And I think with an interview, it's really important to understand that often you'll get asked questions. Um, the first impression is really important. So when you walk into that interview, you need to w- walk in with a sense of surety about yourself, but connection to those people. So because that's a, that's really important. But it's also important to understand that you may get asked questions about what you're really good at, but what where you've had lessons. So what is it that's happened that's, you know, a particular challenge might have come your way, how you dealt with that, um, and where your strengths and weaknesses might be. Because the organisation will then understand that they're walking, working with somebody who truly understands who they are and how they will fit into their organisation. But so it's, it's the planning, it's the preparedness, and it's that belief in yourself and that connection into the organisation and the people in that organisation. You're right about really preparing yourself and understanding your own. It starts off with you and understanding what you want and what you're aligned to. Just an additional thing to that, one of the things that I've done a lot with the women that have come into Dress for Success Perth, um, people, women particularly don't understand the toolkit of skills and knowledge that they have. And particularly if they've been out of the workforce, they say, oh, look, I can't do that, but, or I can't do this, or I can't do... But in fact, women um, are great managers frequently. They've been managing a household. They're good at managing finances. They're good at project management because they have to manage children through different programs and different things. And they're good at time management. So it's really important that we think about the skill base that we have. And many, um, a woman that I've worked with in putting her CV together, we've actually uh, put in a lot of skills and knowledge that normally you wouldn't put in, but it's, it helps the, employ- the potential employer to understand the wealth of knowledge that this person is bringing. It's not just uh, their work history, it's much more than that. And how can our community of listeners help Dress for Success Perth or their local Dress for Success organisation? What what would you like us to do? Well, here in Perth, one of the areas that we're always looking for is cl- larger clothing. So sizes from 16 through to 28, uh, we're always looking for good quality clothes in that, that size, uh, in those sizes. Uh, as well, we're always looking for shoes, whether they be flat or heels, um, and lovely bags. So, the But those larger sizes are something that we need and it's really important that women in those size groups feel that they are dressed appropriately and uh, feel proud about the way that they're dressed 
Um, you'll see I've got my Power Hour sh- sh- uh, T-shirt yes. on. So <laughs> for for International Women's Day across Australia, the Dress for Success uh, officers or uh, set up a program of uh, Power Hour, and what they what what it was about was actually asking people to donate one hour of their pay into their local Dress for Success. Um, so because if you can understand, we. We see a number of women each year and about 67% of those women uh, pay a small amount. and But it costs us on average about $500 to put a woman through the program. Mm-hmm. A lot more of that was out, was out in the commercial world. So 33% of the women that we see don't, don't pay at all or just a gold coin. And we never reject anybody. We, we, we always accept women. So any financial support would be really fantastic. And any business people around who can help us, we always need transport to when we're doing, we do um, out of metropolitan programs where we take our resources out to the women because it's always um, it's always a struggle for some women to get into us. So we so um access to vehicles um, and we need vehicles that's a really because we've got to transport and always refurbishment of our the facilities we've got so any help at all is really welcome so listeners if you can reach out to your communities as well it's going to be a big impact if we do help in some way so let's put that out there as a challenge thank you so much Anne, for giving us your time I appreciate it. You're welcome. Oh, look, thank you for the invitation. I really appreciate it. Thank you for joining our Circle of Stories. Subscribe for new episodes. Let's change how the story ends.